be. You know, like you know. And do you collect anything? No, not really. I try not to. I'm in that phase of life where I think when you have little kids, you like you really minimize your own stuff because little kids take over everything. When you were a little kid, though, did you collect anything like bottle caps or? I don't think so. Pog. No, I mean I'm I'm sure I had a lot of I'm sure I had a lot of certain things. Um, Oh. Uh, can we get the condescending eye roll <laughs> and we're live okay good there it is i didn't collect anything that i can remember but i also don't remember baseball cards no maybe like cars when i was little or something that's weird uh, um i'm not saying i don't know i don't remember a lot when i was a kid that's another weird thing about me my memory of childhood is like pretty sparse yeah i don't know if that's a good thing man that's like a also health hazard there's not a lot <laughs> health hazard yeah danger well i don't know it's not good my parents also didn't really have a lot of, um, they only keep a lot of pictures of us. So really my history is a big mystery. They like don't have a bunch of pictures up at their house or they just don't have them kept in general. No, they don't have them kept cause, uh, they went through this period of time where they were, you know, on drugs and, uh, and they just, a lot of stuff, like we were just young enough that it's not like we were going to care about it, you know, mm-hmm. keeping that stuff. And then the life got flipped around and then all of a sudden we moved and a few times and then next thing you know it's like sober life and then nothing was left over right so yeah well, there's no record that's really sad do you eh. you don't care do your brothers or sisters care no not really it's one of those things where sometimes when i'm you know like raising my kid i go oh my gosh was i too hard on him and i go kids forget a lot kids mm-hmm. you, kids are pretty resilient they do forget a lot they also remember a lot that's true. So that's that's the weird part. You're only holding on to the forgetting portion. I'm excited to see what he remembers. Did you have a dog or cat or pets growing yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had two dogs. Yeah. And so I you loved remember them. that. I loved those dogs a lot, and I remember being very close with them, and now I'm not a dog person at all. I'm not a cat person. I'm not an animal Is that person. after you had a kid or just in general? No, that was... We got our dog in 2016, and we had no kids at that time, and I was like, kind of quickly like, he's a lot of work. I did not like him. I just was like, I don't know that I would do this again. Yeah. Well, your dog is big and most importantly, it has a big tail that likes to whip. Yeah. It's like every time it wags it, it's like you're getting thumped in the thigh really hard. Do anything he does. Like, I swear I've had to check the drywall when he just like does that dog shaking thing. And you're like, he's slapping his ears on the, and his tail on the wall. I forgot. You still have your dog. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's also hard because, uh, he doesn't, um, He's big and he's energetic and we used to be able to take him out to parks and just run the crap out of him. And now that we have two little kids, it's like it's almost impossible to get the two little kids in the car without them screaming and crying, let alone a dog too. Hey, did you hear, total side note, uh, did you hear about that family that got electrocuted in their car? In Portland? Yeah. Was that, okay, did you hear that from somebody we know? Yeah. Okay, I, I heard that, but I didn't. I need to look up the story, but like apparently, yeah, that's so apparently sad. like a power line fell on them. They tried to get out of the car and they all got zapped and the, the only survivor was the kid in the car seat. Just chilling. Do you feel like we as Oregonians still don't handle adverse weather very well? Or is this like as good as Listen, we- I don't know how you could prepare for that. I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. I mean the electrocution. Yeah, I get it. But like that was one of those things where, uh, I'm sure a tree fell on him and it had a power line. Was that the case? Yeah. Uh, Oh, saving baby after... Oh, well, that poor baby. Yeah, I know. Just think about that. That baby has to grow up telling people... Like, you're like, I don't have pictures. 
and parents. Yeah, yeah, but they died getting electrocuted, and I just sat in a car, and I don't have a lot of memory of that. And what a freak accident! And like, it's it really, just a is it ever just scary to you that like this is one of the things the internet does? Not that this was an internet story, but like makes you very aware of a lot of tragedies and death that maybe you would have otherwise been unaware of. And mm-hmm. you realize how fragile life is. Does it ever scare you? You have kids, and like, do you ever go? Yes. your whole lineage could cease to exist in one tragic accident. Well, you know, back in the day, for me, it was rescue nine one one. That's what it was uh-huh, called, uh-huh. and and. I don't know if you know, but I had like, I'm sure we all have had these weird freak accidents. And I remember having one. It was, I, I tied a rope to a tree and, and then my sister was backing out a car and I thought at the time it would be a smart idea to wrap the rope around my waist. And then there was a ladder on top of the car. And when it backed up, it cinched my waist tight and I couldn't breathe and almost cut my body in half if the car hadn't stopped. Right. Whoa. But, uh, nobody knew I was back there for, I don't know how long. And then they went back there. They saw me and they're like trying to untie this granny knot. And eventually they're like flagging down cars and they, they cut me loose. Right. And then I had to get rushed to the hospital and I had to stay overnight there and I still have a scar from it. Mm. And it's like, I, I call it the rope burn and my wife gets irritated because she goes, it's not a, it's not a rope burn accident, but I go, yeah, it's the, it's the best way I can describe it. But when we were younger, we were thinking, Oh, are we going to be on rescue nine one one? And <laughs> are <we> celebrities, <laughs> yeah. And then not till now that I go, how did the cameras get there? Oh, wait, never mind. A lot of them were reenactments, yeah. Or, uh, which, which plants. I remember, I remember watching that show, and I had no like. Now I go, if it's not real life footage, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't want to watch reenactments of anything. I want to watch real life footage. Um, and, and the th- the crazy thing is that would you know rescue nine one one always scared me because it was freak accidents. But you go, how do you prepare? Somebody got electrocuted in a car. And you go, how do I even, do I need to prepare for something like that? Do I need to prepare for all these freak accidents? Or you just go, freak accidents happen and we just need to be cautious human beings? I think freak freak accidents are freak accidents, but it does make you realize how much of your time you spend preoccupied. Like, um, I remember when I was 22 and I started a business with my friend and it was the most stressful two years of my life, my young life at that time. Uh, because it was just a lot of work and I got in two car accidents in probably one month's time that were both my fault, uh, because I wasn't paying attention because I remember did your insurance go up to, I don't even know, man, I, I probably stopped paying for insurance after a while, but it was, uh, I was preoccupied and now I do the same thing where I'm driving constantly from one store to the other. And sometimes I just like my mind comes to, and I'm in Woodburn and I go, Oh, wait, I didn't even pay attention to the last 30 minutes of driving. That's bad. Mm-hmm. It's real bad. It happens to How a lot. How freak accidents happen. Okay. So speaking of freak accidents, let me tell you this one that I, I don't even know that you want to know this. Okay. But did you know that refrigerators can explode? I kind of feel like anything could explode, but okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> anything. Just anything yeah. can explode. I can imagine that a TV microwave. Sitting like, over have you ever just... closed your microwave and put something in that you're like, I'm not sure that's microwave friendly. And then you just wait for the explosion. No, I mean, that's an any... Steven Seagal. It never happens, but I always think it could. They they put chemicals in the microwave and make seen horror movies where light bulbs explode, and you're like, "Could this light bulb explode?" Yeah, but that's not how do light bulbs work? I don't. Okay, maybe I'm not uh, describing the explosion properly of a refrigerator, but it's it's like it's it's a big explosion. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I am at this hotel somewhere in Washington, and we're staying up kind of late out by the fire, and there's this guy there and. I thought I'd be chummy and talk to him. And he's telling us the story about why he's staying there. And it's one of those, like, I don't know that I believe this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of persons. 
but he's got some good stories. And then he proceeds to tell me that the reason he's there is because his house blew up. I'm like, okay, this guy is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's fine. I'll, you know, indulge. And we, he keeps explaining. And then he's like, yeah, my refrigerator blew up. And luckily I wasn't in the house at the time. And uh, I remember sitting there thinking, going, that that's not a, it's not a thing that happens. Refrigerators just don't blow up. And he's like, no, it's a real thing. You should look it up. I didn't know that. Uh, but now I do. And I would have died and my whole family would have died if we were in the house. Then I look it up. I think there were like three of us adults there talking. <clears throat> we wake up the next morning and we're talking about how refrigerators can explode and is the scariest thing. Hmm. And they, it's very, 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 very rare. Okay. Uh-huh. For them to do it. But when they do it, it's like your whole house explodes. Hmm. So it's not like you go, oh, thank God I was in the other room that and the refrigerator's in the kitchen. It's like, no, your your house is done. You're boom well, and you're all dead. It's kind of the concern having natural gas because my last house did not have that. <laughs> and this one does. And I'm always in my mind going, what are the odds that this whole house just explodes? Just levels it to the ground. Uh, it seems pretty low. It's like on those movies where they leave the gas going, right? And it just leaks out and then somebody lights a spark and the whole thing blows up. Well, we have gas fireplace. I love it. My wife texted me the other night. She goes, are you in bed? I said, yes. She goes, okay, well, hopefully I turn the fireplace off all the way, the gas. Mm-hmm. Said, well, is the fire still going? She mm-hmm. said, no, but I don't know that it's totally off. I'm like, I don't think you know how gas works because if it wasn't totally off, it would be on fire right now still. Although so. the electric, I've thought about that too, because most things that are gas and fire, there's like a gauge that you can, a knob that you can be like how much gas and how little, mm-hmm. and so you yeah. shut it off. And the uh, uh, the gas fireplaces are just an on-off switch, so I go, how do I know it shut Oh, no, mine's off? a turn. Mine turns Oh, it. I don't, yeah, I don't have that. Both, oh, you just... both of the ones that I've had were uh, on-off switch. Does yours work when there's a power outage? Yeah. Oh, how does how does it light? There's a little pilot light. Oh, okay. And it you just, just stays click lit. the light switch that uh-huh. doesn't work off electricity? Hmm. Stumped. Mm, you haven't tried question. it yet. <laughs> no, I, I did because I remember, you remember the ice storm we had like a few years ago mm-hmm. where we shut down for- Yeah, you, and you know, went and stayed in a hotel or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Our uh, our gas fireplace was still working. Huh. It was weird. weird. I don't know. That's a good question. Great point. Well, hey, I want to go back to your uh, collectibles and then we'll get to the subject matter, I'm sure. But- uh, Collect, do you know anybody who collects weird things? Like you just meet people and you're like, how did you My get on wife, that? What, uh, is, what is she? Not clutter. No, have you, have you seen the Nate Bargatze uh, short where he's like talking about his wife selling things on Facebook Marketplace and he's like, she wants to sell this kid's toy to whatever on Facebook Marketplace for $5. He's like, best case scenario, we get our whole $5. Worst case, <laughs> somebody kills our whole family, right? <laughs> And I always think that because she, she'll she always text me and having kids has made me really like uncomfortable with the amount of clutter we have because kids don't just have like a few clothes and a few toys. Like it's just the place is an explosion half the time and you put all the toys away, but then they get them all back out. Not a refrigerator. Explosion. So she doesn't really collect things, but she's always looking to like cycle through new toys to keep them occupied and sell the old ones. That's probably the closest thing I know. I don't I feel like most people I know are not in the collecting phase. I feel like being in a collecting phase either means you are a nerd from really young or you have a lot of money and you're older. Okay. Well, there you know, it's it's always interesting to me when the the things that have value, right? Because we might go, "Uh, that's junk or whatever." But somebody else goes, "Oh no, I know somebody who collects those," right? Uh I don't 
like Hot Wheels, we know are collectibles. We know baseball cards. We know uh, comic books. Like when I was little, I loved comic books. But in our age group, when we collected comic books, they weren't worth very much because the generation before us, our parents had comic books. They were, they came out, they had them, they read them, they threw them away. And then they became this, oh, this rarity. And that's what made them desirable and worth money. And so then all of a sudden in the nineties, they started mass producing comic books and it made them not as valuable. Right. And I'm sure they're, the value comes in the rarity, right? So once we found out they weren't as valuable, I'm sure we became disinterested and now they're probably up in value again. That's just Mm -hmm. how the dumb cycle works. I remember having a huge collection of baseball cards. I had uh, Mark McGuire rookie cards. Mm -hmm. I had some really good, really good cards. Now the, uh, I don't know where they're at because I'm fairly confident somebody stole them from me as this huge binder with the little sleeves and everything. You just lost track of them. I didn't have a tracking device on them. If that's what you're wondering. So, so so you don't know where they're at. They just, they were there. And then at some point, at some point, the gray area and then they're not there anymore. Yeah. Um, do you still hold on to hope that like, I could, I think I might still go find them. Oh no, no, no. That that's gone a long time ago. I I do have my comic book collection. Uh, but this is a weird one that I think you do know. I have, I have a collection of Pez dispensers. Yeah. Although with you, I never know if it's a legit, I don't know how to disentangle the two, but like, is it a legit collection or you is I just it like to play with them at night? Or is it just something that you like in your mind? We're like, Oh, this is my thing for the next couple of years and you have no real interest in them, you know, but you just like compile them and then it'll disappear and maybe you'll just toss them all the dump. I don't know. Like for example, where we're sitting right now, I feel interesting like way to think about it. Yeah, I know. It's a, I can't describe that well, but there is something about you that I go, I don't know, man, you could have a lot of a very particular thing. And I wouldn't be like, he's really into that. He just, it's like you just do things for the the crap of it sometimes. It's like it's not a legit collection. <laughs> oh, okay, I was just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start buying those. No I mean, I could, reason. I could be wrong, and I probably am because I didn't realize you've never addressed it formally that you had that collection. I was just like, oh, I you guess can you see just it on display. Got in the mood for these. You can see on display. Every everybody saw them. I got in the mood and bought like a thousand. Are, are any of them valuable? Yes. Yeah. Some of them. Oh, really? Yeah. What's valuable? What? I, it, like the monetary amount or yeah. like the actual Pez dispenser itself? No, like with the actual, mm, what? The actual monetary amount. Like what's the most expensive? I didn't know if you were asking me to describe the Pez dispenser itself that was worth the money. No, like what's the dollar much? amount? Of the I don't know, 100 bucks maybe. Oh, okay. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know, no, there's like a, there's like a, a book for them. That's what's, cra- this is why I go, okay, I know about this. You don't know about it, right? But that's just one thing. There's all these books about other things that are collectible. I mean, Pog was something for a while. There's these Pokemon cards that my son buys and packages. And then all of a sudden he's like, Hey there, this one's worth $300. This is, this is why I don't understand. I I have a hard time with Bitcoin because I go all the arguments that the anti Bitcoin, anti crypto people make, you could make the exact same argument for art and collectibles. And yet I don't think they would discourage art and collectibles, but they were very against crypto. No, but art and collectibles have a tangible thing that I can hold in my hand. Bitcoin, I can't hold a Bitcoin. But the, the, I don't Why think that's, make that face? I don't that's think a, that's the argument though. The, it's the a argument, good argument. Ag- no, the, the argument against Bitcoin is not because like most of your money, you don't actually hold in your hand, but you can, if you want to, you could, but you don't, most people don't. I think the actual argument against Bitcoin most of the time is that you can't do anything with it. There's no value. Of, uh, there's no value with it, which again, I could argue that with regular fiat currency too. Uh, but having something to hold in your hand is always, 
a tangible value versus something that you've never why, seen. Though? Like a dollar. I don't know why. It's just the it? way the human brain works. So then does that mean that the the dollars, the Bitcoin and all of the collectibles are all on equal playing fields? Because you you know, like they all have that value. I just told you they're not on equal <laughs> playing fields because Bitcoin you cannot hold. Yes, okay, I get it. You can't hold it. But my point is is that it's it serves no function other than it's a like a medium of exchange, right? Yeah, well, a Pez dispenser dispenses Pez, so it does serve a function. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? I will say that as you as you talk about your Pez dispenser collection, that would be what you would collect. <laughs> Pez dispensers. I don't. Why? I don't know. I could see you. I would. I think most people would be like, oh, uh, wine, or and I go, no, he's a Pez dispenser guy. Well, wine's great too, but wine is something you drink and then it goes away. You're like, I collected this until I drank it. Uh, you don't. You don't collect the Pez. You collect the dispensers. Although I have, I have ate some of that old Pez eaten, ate. Eaten. I've eaten some of that. Pez that. isn't good when it's new, so I don't know why you would eat it so old. It's an acquired taste, man. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. That's just what people say when they're consuming bad things. When I when I was going to school, I think it was ninth grade. That's when I got into. It. I was riding my bike past this antique store, and they had little Pez dispensers in the window, and I would ride by and then stop in there. And I thought they were kind of cool. And it was really that antique store that got me into them because he would sell the candy for like five cents, like the mm. whole package. I was like, the whole package of candy for five cents. Mm. So I started buying the candy. He's like, yeah, the dispensers are cool. And, he's, and I was like, why is that one worth $5 when I could buy one in the package mm-hmm. that's, you know, brand new for like 89 cents as well because this one's worth more. And then I just discovered that they were worth something. And then they were, I don't know why they were kind of cool. And so I started buying them. 